0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the m M&M and Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Alex Metzger, along with me is my co-host Chase McCallum, and today we will be doing a look at the Atlantic Division, uh, following to the East now. The past two weeks we've been looking at the Western Divisions, and uh, what better of a time to do the Atlantic Division than the days following the trade of my beloved Eric Carlson. So I guess let's start off with Ottawa because they will be the last team for both of us, I'm assuming. Yeah, it
1: works out well because we always start at the bottom, and Ottawa is pretty clearly at the bottom so of this division. do you
0: want to break down the—should we break down the Carlson trade before getting to the team itself, maybe?
1: Yeah, I guess it's worth restating.
0: Okay, so I guess I gotta, I gotta get the big six pieces out here. Hold on, give me a second.
1: Why well, have one good thing when you can have six things?
0: Exactly. So Eric Carlson was traded to the San Jose Sharks for a package of a... First-round pick. First-round pick.
1: Conditional second,
0: or was it a second? No, I think it was a second. So it was six things and then two conditional picks. So it was Chris Tierney, sorry, Dylan DeMello, prospect Josh Norris, and Rudolph Balsers, I believe his name is. A first-round pick in 2020, a second-round pick in 2019, Okay, if the Sharks miss the playoffs in 20, this year, it'll be a first-rounder in 2019. And then the two conditions are if Carlson gets flipped to the East, so the Mike Hoffman condition, <laughs> or they... It, yeah, sorry, if, it, that's just if he gets flipped to the East, they get an extra first-rounder. And if the Sharks re-sign Carlson or they make the Stanley Cup Finals this year, Ottawa gets another second-rounder. So pretty much it's six guaranteed things, and then... A possible of eight, but more likely could be seven, I'd say, would be the max. I don't see them flipping Carlson.
1: No, I would bet on it being six.
0: So I guess to begin, I will start because Eric Carlson has been my favorite player for...
1: Like a decade now?
0: Yep, eight eight years pretty much, or seven or eight years. I grew up watching him. Um, He was obviously the face of this franchise as I was getting into hockey four or five years ago, like really getting into hockey. Um, I looked up to him all the time. And it's it sucks seeing him traded. I'm not going to lie. It sucks. It's
1: going to be weird watching the Senators without him.
0: It really is. Like, it still hasn't really set in that I will not ever see him in a Sen's jersey again, probably. Yeah. Seeing
1: him in the Sharks jersey will definitely
0: be weird. Yeah. And so I had been on record saying that this trade was going to suck for, you know, no matter how you dress this up, it was going to be bad. They weren't winning this trade, but oh my lord, did they ever <laughs> lose this trade. I, I just, I'm I'm so dead inside that I can I find it hard to get angry about this, but like, Pierre Dorian is maybe the most useless GM in the NHL right now. I know Eugene Melnick does not make his job easy, but oh my god, this is all you could get for Eric Carlson?
1: No matter how bad your owner is, it's really hard to justify maybe not getting a single above-average NHL player back for the best right-handed defenseman of the generation.
0: Max Pacioretty brought in a top-30 prospect the other day. You're telling me that you couldn't have gotten a Nick Suzuki-type prospect, a first-rounder, and Thomas Tatar for Eric Carlson? Like, that's a better package. I know Montreal got a second-rounder, but you'd assume... A Trade starts with a first-rounder, so... It would have to. Yeah, right? So how is that, like... How do you not get that? At least that. Yeah, like,
1: there's reason to believe Tatar could play up the lineup, whereas uh, there was a Dylan DeMello... They're talking about Dylan DeMello in the article, or in The Athletic, I mean, and the quote about him was, he's functional. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way about Chris Tierney, which is... Like, if the NHL players you're getting back for Eric Carlson, the best thing you can say about them is they're functional. That's a pretty big problem. Yeah,
0: and like the prospect. So probably I heard Norris is a pretty decent prospect, but he's still not like a top 30. Like he was like the fifth or sixth best San Jose prospect.
1: He was like a safe pick kind yeah, of thing, which so is concerning. I don't
0: think. His ceiling's not high, but he definitely could be an NHLer. But the problem is that first rounder is probably going to be, I'd say, 15th at highest. Like I'm assuming now the Sharks make the playoffs this year. Oh, yeah. With Carlson. We had them in or on the bubble before. Even if they got eliminated in the first round. I guess the pick is next year's, but...
1: And they look to be adding more. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. So, if anything, that pick's probably moving
0: up. Yeah. So, I guess it depends. The one thing I will say is I kind of like it, and this was not on Pierre Dorian. Do not give him any credit because he (laughs) wants the 2019. He doesn't want 2020. The 2021st probably has a better chance of being a better pick than the 2019, especially if Carlson doesn't end up re-signing there. The 2019 pick, however, is to Buffalo already. So it's not like Dorian... He would have took the 2019, so do not give him any credit for that. But I just... I'm just so frustrated. And then there was that whole video with Eugene Melnick and Mark Borwecki that came out a day or two before (laughs) about how the Senators are on the right path and they're stacked with draft picks. And when that came out, they said they were stacked with draft picks. They had six... No, no, they, they had one extra in the first three <laughs> rounds for the next three years, or two years. It's just, and they don't have their first round pick this year. That Where was a thing, like,
1: you don't mention draft picks if you no, don't have your first round no. pick this year and you look to be in the tank.
0: Yeah, like, it, unless you have, like, five second rounders and three other teams' first rounders yeah. or something, you don't mention we're stacked on draft picks. Because, like, looking at their cap training right now, they have, now in the next three rounds for three years, they have three firsts five seconds, and four-thirds. However, three of those picks are San Jose. So without those, when that video came out, they had two firsts in the next three years, three seconds in the next three years. Just their own? Yeah, all their own, and then four third-rounders. And that's what they're calling stacked with draft picks. Unbelievable.
1: (sighs) Draft picks is not a word that they should have said in that video. That made me cringe the second they said it. There's
0: a lot of things that shouldn't have been said. Nine, nine to ten rookies this year and 15 to 16 next year.
1: Does that mean 15 new rookies next year? I'm
0: assuming it just means 15 second-year players, but even that is just, oh, I hate this team so much, man. It's going to be tough looking at this roster, watching these guys.
1: They will be the worst team in the league by a wide margin, right?
0: You would think they have to be, unless Anderson their 37-year-old goaltender suddenly plays okay. I <laughs> think better. Anderson could be a 930 this year, and I'm pretty confident this team could f- still finish well outside the playoffs.
1: Yeah, especially if they have to trade Duchesne. I think Duchesne's Stone. gone.
0: I don't think Duchesne's staying. Stone might if you throw all the money at him. Yeah. But even then, like, I don't know. Stone took a one-year deal. I don't think he really wants to stay. Yeah. And they already said that the Carlson trade was going to, you know, affect how Stone and Duchesne, what their decision is. So,
1: <laughs> and, yeah. You, like, there's no way Stone and Duchesne saw the Carlson trade and went, wow, this makes me feel so much better about our management group.
0: Yeah. Um, Cody CC might be this team's third best defenseman. Maybe fourth. Well, Landon might get a shot. There's just nothing here inspires confidence.
1: I like Thomas Chabot.
0: Yeah. But even him, he's like, he's a good first pair defenseman. He shouldn't be running. It shouldn't be a giant chasm <laughs> after Thomas Chabot.
1: Yeah, like, I don't even really want him running a first pair. No, Not he really. should be
0: the second guy on the first pair. Yeah, like,
1: no offense to him, but just generally you don't want 21-year-olds who aren't, like, first overall picks running a first pair. No,
0: i talked about before. I think he's a good 30 to 60 kind of category guy for a defenseman, yeah. like a good number two who's still a first pair guy.
1: Yeah, like, if he was riding shotgun to Carlson, it'd be perfect.
0: Exactly. And then you got Kachuk, who, I don't know, I hope he just lights it up this year, but... <sighs> That Colorado pick is going to be one of Hughes or Kako and
1: I have a point to make about that pick. What? So everybody was talking about how, like, even with this, there's so much uncertainty, and there's a chance that that pick ends up a little bit, or, like, the same place, if not higher up the draft than last year. Yeah. So, like, there still is a chance that that pick ends up being fourth or fifth. But, like, that's not the point. When you're a rebuilding <laughs> team, you should be looking for first overall picks. Sec- yeah. Like, the second they lost that lottery...
0: Was when you exactly yeah to trade that's the pick. yeah I wrote that months ago I said if yeah you, the plan all along is to trade Carlson and get and you lose all three lotteries get rid of that you are not going to be better and even if you somehow are totally offside said it weeks ago when he came on this podcast the, the Chuck type player the 2019 draft is insane yeah. like, I don't know if you've heard but it's really good even if you picked somehow eighth. That type of player would still probably be around in this draft.
1: Yeah, like there's a not-crazy chance they finish last, but then they still end up picking fourth, in which case everybody would be like, see, it was a good idea to give the pick away, which is absolutely not true because a 20% chance at Jack Hughes and an 80% chance at a Brady-to-Chuck-like player is significantly better than a Brady-to-Chuck-like player. Yes. Or Caco or whoever goes first, right? You will certain, like there's way more upside in a first overall pick than a fourth overall pick.
0: Yeah, I I have not defended taking that pick once.
1: Yeah, I've seen it just floated around that with variance, they could end up picking 5th anyways. That's which,
0: what people always try and say, and that, that argument's bad yeah, too. It's
1: like if you have a shot at a first overall pick, you want that. Like watch Matthews with the Leafs or Line a with the Jets. Like, I don't yeah. know, watch anyone who goes first or second overall and the immediate impact they always make.
0: Exactly. It's um, so
1: much greater than someone who goes fourth overall.
0: Yeah, so... I don't want to, we're, we're already at like the 10-minute mark. I don't want to take too much time up with this shit of a team. But um, it'll be the one thing, I guess, that can be kind of interesting, see how many rookies make this team. I think Chaplik has a good chance. I think Brown has a really good chance now Especially that with Cha- pa- Pajoa, six months. I think Chuck probably is going to make it by the sounds of it. Um, I think White has a decent chance as well. So you're already up to four guys. Well, Landon on the back end, I think, is definitely going to be on the roster, whether he's a a uh, consistent player or not will be seen. Yeah. But so I think there's four or five guys that at least you kind of, and I don't think they're going to make huge, like game breaking impact, but at the same time, at least it gives Sense Benz a little bit of something to just kind of l- watch this year.
1: Yeah. You can have a little something to look forward to at least.
0: But yeah, I see this team being dead last now in the league and for sure in their division. Um, so do you want to just keep moving on with the division then?
1: Yeah, next first so, has got to be Detroit, right? Mm,
0: Detroit or Montreal.
1: Really? you think that lowly Montreal? I mean, they're not a good team. No, they're not. I think Detroit's got to be worse, though. Maybe. At least, like, I like Petrie more than all of Detroit's yeah, Detroit Detroit's definitely like Jimmy
0: Howard in that. Who's playing goalie for them?
1: Howard and Bernier.
0: Yeah, okay, I'd probably put Detroit then.
1: Like, I don't have that much faith in Price to be like the best goalie in the world or whatever, but I do respect yeah. him more.
0: Well, I'll put Detroit there as Bernier well. The bottom Howard. of this is, this is really broken up into three tiers of teams. This it's division's hilarious. The top, and then there's two kind of middling teams, I think, and then there's three really bad teams. So yeah, with Detroit here, um, Zetterberg just announced his retirement the other day. So Zetterberg's no longer on this team, and he was still one of their best players last year. He was their best player last yeah. year, probably. So now you got Dylan Larkin and Nyquist and Anthony Sioux, I guess, running this team? Mantha? Mantha. Gosh, this team is not good either. This is going to be some trouble. No,
1: this team's decor is pitiful.
0: Yeah, damn, look. Cronwall and Daly is your second. DeKaiser's in the first pair, oh my. Yeah, this is an ugly team, and this is one that We've talked about it before. They just have so many bad contracts that they just kind of need to ride it out before they can do too much. Yeah, like that. It's pretty much as simple as that, really. Yeah,
1: like it's not like there's enough kids in the system that are ready to pick no. up the veterans and take this team to the playoffs yeah. either.
0: It'll be interesting to see. I'm imagining Zadina will go to the minors again, but I don't
1: think they have anything to gain by playing with no the NHL I, this year.
0: No, I don't think they really do either. So yeah, this team's gonna be a boring team to watch yeah
1: no one can move the puck i guess larkin and athanasiu are at least entertaining but like
0: yeah mantha can be all right too but yeah. they're not guys you tune in to the game to watch no. really
1: larkin is like he's surprisingly bad on the power play relative to how good he is at five on five so maybe he explodes on the power play and then all of a sudden he's like a 70 point player but other than that they definitely don't have a big ticket item on this team no no
0: yeah, this team is this team is ugly. And even,
1: I don't even know how likely that is with Larkin.
0: Yeah. Um like, I really don't have much more to say I'm than not, that. They're bad. Everyone they're, knows they're yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh so Montreal's definitely next then. So Montreal's definitely an interesting team. They I don't know if you saw so apparently they're gonna play Domi at center. Yeah, that was weird. And their Druin's going back to the wings. So their four centers are Domi, Placanic, who else, who else? Stano and Della Rose, I believe, or Pekka.
1: I think it's Pekka on the fourth line.
0: Yeah, Della Rose can be as well, I think. But So I saw a couple tweets today. Those four centers combined have less goals last year than Matthews did. <laughs> they also have less goals last year combined than Tavares did. Yeah. And I think close to what Kadri had. Like, I'm pretty sure they only hit 33, and Kadri had, what, 30, I think, last year? Or did he not hit 30? I think he hit 30. But I don't know. It was close. Point is, this team is still awful at center. Weber is out until December.
1: As much as Weber gets crapped on, this team, if they were planning to be competitive, would still need Weber to be a number
0: one defenseman. Mm -hmm. I like Petrie, and that's pretty much...
1: I like Petrie a lot,
0: but... He's not... Again, I don't know if Petrie's really who I want as my number one defenseman.
1: Like, I'm comfortable with that. The problem is Montreal doesn't need him to be a number one defenseman. They need him to run an entire defense corps on his own.
0: Because after that, they got Mete and Juleson, who you really need to step up if you want to have a chance. Yeah. Because Alzner's not going to do anything. Neither's Ben. No. Schlemko's a fine depth guy. 3rd guy. Yeah, but he's not going to be a top four guy that you need... Like, right? So... Yeah. Yeah, this team is... And then the, the big question mark in that is Carey Price, and um, again, he's one of the guy. He's You said it earlier, um, I don't think we will ever see the Carey Price that uh, won the Vesna and the Hart. No. But at the same time, I still don't think Carey Price is the worst goaltender in the league.
1: No, like if he's a top ten goalie next year, I'm not going to be surprised. No,
0: I think he's, and I would expect him between ten and twenty. Probably would be my reasonable expectation. That is reasonable. And he may be a little bit better than that. He may be worse, depending on his injuries, right? But and just how bad the team is. <laughs> yeah, but if he's healthy, I could see him being, you know, between I don't know what seventh or eighth and twentieth in goal save above average. I know that's a huge gap, but like. Yeah, like it's well, just so always gonna be a big, it's yeah, so cool unpredictable, experience. right? So I don't know. I if he's average, I think this team they're not good by any means, but I think there will be just a little like that much more above Ottawa and yeah. probably Detroit as well because I have way more faith in Price than Howard to carry a Howard and Bernie to carry a team. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. This team, I would be shocked if they made playoffs as well. I think the bottom three teams here, I would be. Just insanely surprised. Yeah, when we
1: were going through out. these other divisions, it was like if X, Y, and Z goes right, I could see how you know the second last team that we thought could make the playoffs theoretically. Yeah, I don't see a scenario even if Price goes scorched earth where these guys make the playoffs. No,
0: and this is the third worst team. There's like two teams are under this in this yeah. division. Yeah, this is. This division is so weird because they have the best and worst division at the same time. Yeah, in my opinion.
1: They're so top heavy. Yeah. But the bottom is brutal. Yeah,
0: like the bottom is just like a chasm.
1: Like just looking at this
0: forward court,
1: I like Gallagher, but he's their only top he's their only first line forward without question. Yep.
0: He's their only top he's six. Probably their like,
1: only top six,
0: yeah. Deneau could probably play on a couple line, teams second line maybe. Yeah, like
1: if Deneau's a second line center behind Crosby or like yeah.
0: Whatever. It may be. For, like, like,
1: not behind Domi.
0: On a, yeah, and on a true competitive team, you'd still probably want Dino to be your third center. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, I like, there was tweets that Gallagher, like, if you look at the top division of the, the this division, the top teams, Gallagher is probably the only one who can fit in the top six of my, Toronto for sure, Tampa, Boston, and Florida, I would say. Yeah. Like, I think, unless I'm forgetting... No, yeah, because Florida had Hoffman, so definitely, I think. Yep. It'd just be Gallagher.
1: Literally only Gallagher.
0: Yeah, because he's like, no one else on this line is going to beat out Huberto Barkov, Hoffman, Trocek, Bukstead, Dadanov. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just, this team is so bad almost everywhere. Yeah. Just like the other two teams.
1: Just like the other two teams we talked about, their D core doesn't help. Yeah,
0: they're yeah. bad. Yeah, the only hope they have is that and it's and by hope I just mean that they're not literally the worst team in the league or second worst team in the league. Is that like if Mete and uh, Noah Julson can step up and at least be even both second pair defensemen, which is still a, a bit of a tough ask if you ask me. But if they can at least give that three top four defensemen, this team will be a little better than the other two because I don't think Ottawa for sure doesn't have four top four defensemen, no. and I don't think Detroit does either. No, so, I'm not sure Detroit has one. Yeah, like. <laughs> Mike, no, I don't even think. Mike Green at five on, like, yeah. I, don't. I think if
1: Green runs your power play, he can have, like, the output of a top four defenseman, but, yeah, not that's not coming from even strength play.
0: Yeah. Um, want to move on then? Yep. Buffalo is the next team, right? Yep. Okay. So I wrote a little, like, uh, I think it was probably two months ago now that, um, Buffalo may have more of a disappointing year than some fans think they might have, and that's probably okay. Um, since I wrote that, I have changed a little bit because I don't think they will be bottom of this division. However, I I still, I see people penciling them in as a wildcard team and it's possible, but it's not probable. It's it's definitely not as probable as people are making it seem.
1: You know how we said, I don't see how Montreal makes the playoffs, even if Price is like a 925? Yeah. I don't see a realistic scenario where Buffalo makes the playoffs either. Like, like, the bottom of this division is that bad that I still don't think like if, they have enough. If up.
0: Hutton is good for a full year, I could see this guy's taking the second wild card spot. If da, And if Dalline comes and lights it up.
1: If Dalline is a number one defenseman at age 18, if Carter Hutton is an elite goalie, and if Kate, or Casey Middlestead is a first-line center at age 19.
0: Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's not—like, I don't understand why people are penciling these guys in to be a— Threat to the playoffs. Calling them a better team than Florida, which I've already seen three takes just today alone, is insane to me. Yeah. It is crazy. I like the Skinner trade. I hated the Ryan O'Reilly trade.
1: Here's the thing. Like, I didn't understand. Like, okay. The Buffalo Sabres gave up less than what Jeff Skinner is worth. But what does Skinner do to the Sabres if you just traded O'Reilly? So you've committed to taking a step back, but then you're buying a guy with one year left. Yeah. You're
0: just hurting your draft the, the, position. Yeah. The problem is people don't see Unless O'Reilly. they resign him.
1: If they resign him, I don't I think all they
0: probably would for sign Skinner price. too. Yeah. Like I don't see why Skinner wouldn't get re signed here.
1: Yeah. If unless he, he
0: it yeah, Eichel, unless he, like he just it. doesn't like it. But I mean, yeah, Skinner and Eichel together, I feel like that's in and Reinhardt on that top line, that's a fine top line. But again, the defense core is just so blah. Yeah. Like Like
1: poor Dallin.
0: Yeah. Hunwick is on this team. (laughs) Oh, my. I like the Sheary trade, too. That was a pretty solid trade. But, like, it's not a game breaking trade, but at least it gives you NHL players, which they didn't have a lot of last year. Buffalo
1: was in need of warm bodies who cannot embarrass themselves in the middle six or whatever, which Sheary can do.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I hated the O'Reilly trade. I know Buffalo fans said they need a change, but I think O'Reilly is just criminally underrated. His entire career, like yeah. he's a top twenty center. Yeah, I'd argue maybe top fifteen. Yeah, like I would, probably around fifteen. But
1: fifteen is probably the right in the sweet spot for him. Yeah,
0: but like your trade, and you got
1: like he's two, better than Eichel.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got two bottom six forwards and a first rounder back for that. It's like, so well, like what? So I guess the thing is for Buffalo, there's no pressure really, in my opinion, on them to be good this year.
1: No, I don't think they're going to be good, but it's fine.
0: Yeah. They have three first round picks this year, which is really nice. And this is a good damn draft to have that. Yeah. Their own true. first round is key too, because even if they bought them out, whatever. That San Jose one now doesn't look like it will be as low as maybe I thought it could be with Carlson. But yeah. it might you still <clears throat> might have the potential for another like fifteen fish pick. And I think the St. Louis one will probably be closer to the thirties. It'll be in the twenties for sure. Mid twenties, I would say.
1: Yeah.
0: So but I mean again, first rounders are first rounders You have you have three first-rounders. You don't have your own second-rounder. Um, if Shiri scores 20 or 40, or if Hunwick is traded before the 2019 draft, Pittsburgh upgrades to a 2019 third-round pick. So you may not have your third-round pick. You don't have your fourth, but you have San Jose's fourth. You don't have your fifth. So you don't have depth picks, which is...
1: But well, Buffalo doesn't... Like, no. You want high picks. And you, yeah,
0: position. and you can trade for depth picks if you're at the deadline. You're not a competing team, right? Like yeah. There's still probably guys you can get... For on well, you this could
1: team, replenish all of your depth picks and more for just reselling Skinner.
0: Yeah, which I don't know if they'll do, but no, still. But
1: if that's really your worry, it's yeah,
0: but totally like fixable. Even if you, I don't like, I don't know, sell. I don't, I don't know any of the contracts on these, but like some of their bottom six forwards, I would assume have could probably get a fourth or fifth. If or you something. retain Pollenville
1: is yeah. probably attractive to a team.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, the this division is definitely split up, I guess, in two, in four, and four teams here. Yeah. But I think the middle two here are not as bad as the bottom three, but also not as good as the top three.
1: Yeah, I completely
0: agree. So we'll move to four, and it's the only team we have enlisted listed that isn't obvious, I guess, right now, is the Florida Panthers. I will admit, I think teams are people are sleeping on this team a little bit.
1: Yeah, they only missed the playoffs by like a point last year, didn't they?
0: Yeah, and then they added Mike Hoffman. Yeah, so. And they, so the big, uh, the Hoffman edition was huge. But the big thing is, it depends how they use this roster. Because the problem was last year, their bottom six sucked. It was garbage. And that's why last year they just ended up riding the Dadanov barkov line and the Trocek-Bukestad line. Because they could just, those two were the ones that were doing stuff. And that's when they started to win. They have rookies who can come up. So if this team plays the rookies that they need to, they might actually be Okay. Or do, like they, I'm sorry. They might actually have like the depth to be like a real yeah. fierce competitor.
1: If they do that, and Barkov and Trocheck can play 20 plus minutes a night for 82 games.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so here's so they got Owen Tippett. He might have a shot of this team. I feel like I'm missing two or three guys here too.
1: There's uh, what's his name, Henrik Borgstrom. Yeah, probably gonna play.
0: Yeah. Um. Is there anyone listed here? Yeah, there's Borgstrom. Dennis Malgin. Dennis Malgin. All right. Yeah. So, they also picked up Frank Vetrano, which is a decent depth addition. Yeah. So, yeah, like, but the problem is they also then signed Troy Brower because, quote-unquote, they had a lack of cup winners, so they really needed a cup winner on this team. If Troy Brower's taking a spot of Dennis Malgin or even Owen Tippett, that's a problem.
1: If Brower and Haley stay out of this lineup, it will do wonders yeah, for them. Yeah,
0: and Derek McKenzie, now yeah. that he doesn't have the captaincy anymore.
1: I I'm, assume that... Like, stripping him of the C means he won't be in the lineup.
0: You would hope so.
1: Yeah, so they like Haley was god-awful for them last year, so was McKenzie. And then they added Brower, who was god-awful for the Flames last year. So they keep those three out of their lineup. I like this team a lot. Yeah,
0: and I still don't think they're quite up to par as the top three, but I think they're a lot closer than people realize. They're a wild-card team, for sure. For sure, yeah. And then on the defensive end, Ekblad and Yandel isn't, a Great first pairing, but it's definitely not the worst we've seen. It's and if Ekblad, like, I don't know, it's Ekblad's such a tough one, and concussions have really, yeah. really hurt. Well,
1: they get away with just having a fine decor, yeah. And like
0: Mathson and um, how do I say his name? Pissick. yeah, You're
1: totally offside. You're gonna be really angry, uh, you he, not being able to
0: pronounce <laughs> yeah. that. Um, he's really like that's a solid second pair, yeah. And like, yeah, good, yeah, Pisic's very good. And then the third pair, Petrovic and Uyghur, I mean. Petrovic had a rough year last year. He I,
1: usually puts up decent numbers in a yeah, role, though.
0: Yeah, and then, I don't know, we, I feel like there's got to be someone else here to replace him with, no? No.
1: Ian McCaution's fine.
0: Okay, well, but and then that's your sixth D, so again, if yeah. we're getting there... Like, and, they're
1: the definition of a weak link defense. Card. Yeah,
0: like and then for goaltenders, they got Luongo and Reimer, and then they also signed Michael Hutchinson this year. So Hutchinson, you would assume, starts in the AHL, and then it just depends with Luongo and Reimer if they can... If Luongo can stay healthy and still be okay and then split a tandem with Reimer. Because goaltending, I think, is this team's biggest issue, in my so. opinion. I
1: think they're relatively well insulated. Unless Luongo gets hurt in, like, game five.
0: Yeah, well, because that's what happened. Well, Luongo missed half the year and then Reimer missed part of the year, too. And they just got in some big trouble. Yeah. And Reimer just struggled a bit last year. So, yeah. Like, they're not definitely not like, oh my God, goaltending could totally ruin this team. But I think it's their biggest question mark going into the year, in yeah, my that's opinion. That's
1: I would say the bottom of the lineup with Brower and them, but uh,
0: but I don't think that's a but it's not a question mark in terms of the players have to play good. It's just you just have to put just the don't right play them. yeah right. It's the coaching that has yeah, that that's right. Fair. So I mean, like I guess it is technically a question mark, but like with goaltending, you can't just put in a better goalie. It's yeah. these are the guys you have, right? So you got to make do with them. But,
1: yeah, like they're a li- like they have some insulation, like at least. Luongo and Reimer have both shown they can start in yeah. the NHL.
0: Like, let's put it this way. If this team was in the who did we do Pacific last week, yep. if this team was in the Pacific, I could see them being pretty much where every other team in the Pacific is, where they could finish literally anywhere, pretty yeah, much. for sure. Because this is a good enough team, I think, to do that. But in this division, it's going to be so tough to crack that top three.
1: In this division, I think they're almost certainly in fourth place.
0: You would think so, unless an injury or something happens, too. Unless
1: Barkov... And yeah, that's true. Something yeah, wild.
0: So, um, let's move on. I guess how much time we got? We're almost at thirty-minute mark. So, we we'll go fifteen minutes or so on the top three here. I think everyone knows who the top three are. Yeah, it's just the order. I'm um, gonna put Boston third.
1: Yeah, I I would say the same. thing.
0: Okay. Um, I saw some other stuff. For some reason, they look really good. Like stats models. Yes. Um. They're still a much better team, I feel like, than most people are giving them credit for.
1: Yeah, well, the thing with Boston is last year. So, like, I said this last week, relative numbers are just on-off splits. And then expected goals, think of it just as weighted shots. Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, and David Pasternak all had negative relative expected goals for percentages last year. Which, like, it was mainly dragged down by defense, which is noisy and stuff. So I wouldn't use that as much to put that against them as much as it should be a compliment to the rest of the team. Yeah. That they had better expected goal numbers with those three off the ice than on the ice.
0: Yeah, this team is definitely just solid all around, and I don't think it's near enough credit for how good they are. Like, looking at their left wing, it's just all guys who are elite at their position. Well, they're all
1: no-names, but they all just put up good yeah, like results. You got
0: Marchand, who's not a no-name, but then you have Bjork, who just like killed it last year. DeBrusque. And Donato.
1: Nebraska was fantastic. And yeah. And Donato showed a lot of promise in... Uh, I don't think he played much in the NHL.
0: Yeah, and like this team... So, I think the biggest question mark for me here is Sedano Chara at 41. Well, not the biggest question mark. I think goaltending is the biggest question mark. It came out that Rask, I don't know if you saw that, maybe gone for months. I didn't see that. Apparently, I don't know if this report got confirmed, but I saw yesterday from a local beat writer that uh, I think it was that... Apparently he might have split his like tendons in his finger, and he oh, could Jesus. be out for months. I didn't see that. I'll look it up. Hold on. Um, but yeah. So.
1: Also, uh, even if Rask plays, he's not who people think he is. No, no, not at all. Um. And then Halak's actually been like a goalie fancy stats god for a while, but he was pretty bad last year, so I don't have a ton of faith in him carrying it if Rask falls off either.
0: Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm just trying to look this up. Uh, what I was going to say about Chara is um, they definitely need McAvoy to step up and be the 1-D so Chara doesn't have to play so much. For sure. And Krug can take his role. Hopefully. Be- ho- like, you would, like, that. that's what I mean, right? Like, if McAvoy steps up to be the 1 and Krug can be the 2 and then Chara can slide down 3 and take less minutes. Because I don't think at 41 Chara should be playing the first D for 60, even 60 games a year. No. Right? Like, like
1: I don't know. The Leafs get take a lot of flack for how for having a garbage defense core, and I'm not convinced Boston's is much better.
0: Yeah. Maybe that was just... Mm, that report doesn't seem to be confirmed anywhere. So, yeah, maybe not. Oh, I just, guess just ignore that then. But, yeah, even with uh, the goaltending, Raskin-Halak, um, if they go, f- like, 41 each, I don't think that's an awful tandem.
1: Like, it's, it's not, not what like I worse. really
0: want going into the playoffs, but, like... If if Rask plays how he did last year, which he was about the 16th best starter, and Halak yeah. is about the 12th best starter, or 14th or whatever, like he was last year, that's a fine team. Well, they're
1: always such a dominant possession team that as long as they don't get completely sewered by goaltending, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Like, when you control 55% of the shots, you really only need league average goaltending to be a good team. Yeah, Or even below league average goaltending you can get away with when you're as good as... Boston is, thanks to the Berger Online.
0: I'd say, which they have gotten away with for a number of years. Yeah, Rask has been bad for, for like three of the past four years. So, um, top 10 goalie, though. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I guess. We'll go. Who do you have at two? Tampa Bay. Tampa? Uh, I have Toronto. Yeah, that's and fair. It's literally a coin flip to me. I think you could put. I honestly think you could put any of these three teams. Like, if you tell me Boston, Toronto, or Tampa came first in this division, Boston would be, I think, a little more surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked.
1: I'd be surprised, but if you gave me like a random number generator and then like mix these teams in any order and said you have to argue that, like, doesn't matter the order, I could probably construct arguments as to why each team would come first, second, or third.
0: Yeah. So, um. I'll do Toronto first. We'll just, start with
1: Toronto, because I feel like Toronto's the consensus, too.
0: Yeah, and this is so... The reason I I heard someone... Um, we were talking about before, but there was someone on a podcast who said that Toronto's going to be the third in this division because their defense core isn't good enough. First of all, I, that is BS. That is such a lazy narrative if you think that this defense core is as bad as people say. It's not. The right side is ugly. The left side is beautiful.
1: It's not. The problem with Toronto is like... It's their team legitimately sucks defensively, but their defense core does not suck. Yeah, But like when Matthews is not good defensively, despite what he was billed as coming in, Marner and Nylander are nothing special defensively. Coghry's probably not as good as people think. Bozak and JVR were obviously god yeah. awful defensively. Like they just have the team itself is bad defensively, she, but the D yeah.
0: is fine. But here's the thing. So the gap between Boston and Toronto was pretty big last year. Um, But I think Toronto, at the end of the year, Matthews was out, and they were kind of... Matthews missed, like, 20 games. Yeah, you could tell that they were kind of just accepted that they were going to be in third, and they knew that for a little while, so they... And Boston really picked up. You're telling me that a team with John freaking Tavares that just added John Tavares isn't going to be a threat for the number two, at least in this division, with all of their... the 20, 21, and 20-year-olds in Matthew, Neilander and Miner... Growing another year too. Yeah. And then adding guys like Kapanen and Johansson into this lineup, or Janssen into this lineup permanently.
1: And maybe Levo too. Yeah,
0: like, come on. Get out and of here.
1: Dermot, Dermot yeah. only played 37 games last year. If he plays 82, suddenly they have a good third pair. If
0: Sparks can be the backup and be an average backup, so Anderson only has to play 55, 60 games a year. Yeah. Like
1: character or Hole instead of Polak. Also, it's worth noting the Bruins lost Riley Nash, who's a really good third-line center. And and Rick
0: Nash for the bottom half of the year as well. Yeah, and the Leafs gained John Tavares, who's a really good first-line center. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. I just... It makes me very frustrated when people say that this... And the other thing is, the defense core can sometimes burn you in the playoffs, especially like when teams have time to prepare and they know that they can attack your right side. During the regular season, teams don't have time to do that. You can easily get by with a sketchy defense pair as long as your offense is really good and your goaltending's good. Which, wow, look at that. Toronto has both of those.
1: Yeah. Like, Freddie Anderson is probably, he's on the lower half, like 8 to 10, probably goalie in the league. Like, he is a fantastic goalie. He's very good. He puts up consistently good save percentage with a team that allows a lot of high danger chances, so yeah. his goal saved above average and stuff always looks fantastic.
0: Yeah, so if the argument here was they need to upgrade their D going into playoffs, I would totally agree on the right side. I think this team should be looking yeah. at a second pair right-hand D for the deadline if they can find. Now, of course, everyone's looking for that, but even like like just someone so that Hainsy doesn't have to play 20-something minutes a night or whatever on the first pair.
1: I think ideally what you do is you play Dermot with Riley on the top pair giving each of them the best partner they've ever played with. Yeah. You run Gardner and Carrick as your second pair, which has been proven to work before. And then you run Zaitsev with whoever you want on the third pair. Yeah. I would say Marinzen, but you can
0: pick. It'll probably be Hainsey. Yeah, you can pick whoever you want. But Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they let Dermot switch over to the Zoff side because Babcock doesn't always like that. But um, I definitely think that could be something that would work. And then, yeah, I don't know, this board. The forward depth on this team really can't be overstated, I don't think. Like,
1: like there's a realistic scenario where they have four 70-point forwards and no one bats an eye at it.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, this it's just so nice to look at. Like, Kapanen would be Ottawa's second-best right winger, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Like, Stone's for sure way ahead of him, and then it'd be between him and White, and at this point I would take Kapanen over White, by a little bit at least. But, like, he's better than Tierney, I'd say. I'd oh, yeah.
1: Tierney doesn't take penalties, and that's pretty much all he gives. Yeah, him.
0: and then I'd, I'd, I'd I rather Kapanen can... over Bodker as well. Like
1: Yeah. Um, <sighs> if holmes NHLE, so it's, like, adjusted scoring, is pretty nuts. I don't know if he'll keep that up playing on his yeah. fourth line, but, like, there is reason to suspect he's an above-average fourth-line
0: set. Yeah, it's just all four lines here seem like they're pretty much above average for what they're going to be playing against competition, and that just bodes well for yeah. any team.
1: Also, like I know people get a lot of crap for talking up Matthews because he does get a lot of attention, but I feel like, I feel okay. like people underrate him. So, like, idiots who are like, yeah, he's like the second-best player in the league. Yeah. Like, they're, it's obviously not true, but like the guy led the league in five-on-five primary points per hour last year.
0: I would say he's probably like, pushing, if not already a top five center in the league. Pushing for sure. He, like, if he, and by pushing, I mean he would be like sixth if yeah, he's not already top five.
1: He's one of, if not like he's behind probably Connor McDavid, and then I Crosby. could see a bounce back from Sid and five on five scoring. Yeah, but he's also like he never takes penalties, and say he figures it out on the power play and takes another step forward at five on five. Yeah, then he's just a terrifying center to play against.
0: Yeah, so. I guess we'll switch to Tampa. Um,
1: Why? What do you think Tampa's above the Leafs, or like, what's your reasoning? I
0: don't decor. Yes, and that sounds hypocritical from what I said to Boston. But Tampa's
1: decor is amazing.
0: Yes, and I also think that Tampa doesn't—they don't have the forward depth that the Leafs have. But I think it's less of a gap than people think, maybe. So they don't have the the center like Point has to be a number one C again. Point yeah. was really good last year. Point has to be a number one C to even have a hope of trying to keep up with what Toronto has. Yeah. But at the same time, like Kucherov on your first line, Kucherov is better than any Leaf swinger. Yep. Um, Platt's still really solid as a second liner. I mean, the the whole like Yanni Gord and Kalorn. Gord had a great year last year. Gord was
1: amazing last year. Kalorn's
0: good on a third line. Miller's fine on your first. He's nothing special, but he's good. Yeah. Right. So it's just like the forward depth is like pretty good. The fourth line is a little weak. That's where I I think Toronto definitely has the advantage, but it's your fourth line. Like you should get away with playing that nine minutes a night. Yeah.
1: Toronto definitely has to just go like heavy versus heavy. Hope Matthews gets his. Hope Kadri can limit Stamkos and Kucherov, which I don't know if he can, and then pray that they win on the
0: margins. Yeah. And then on the other end, like again, I like, I'm, uh, defender of toronto's decor but i mean when you have hedman mcdonough when mcdonough's maybe gonna be your fourth best defenseman this year depending on what yeah yeah. like that's uh that's impressive yeah that's a a good good. decor so like hedman and sergachev i think honestly if sergachev takes another big like a decent step forward could be one of the better pairs in the league
1: yeah i think they said they're doing hedman uh strawman and then mcdonough sergachev
0: i don't even hate that either like just Hedman-Strahman's a good pair.
1: They've proven time and time again I think
0: Sergachev will destroy second pair of minutes. He should. Like, he destroyed third pair of minutes yeah. last year. I don't see Girardi that. Girardi was actually fine last year. We'll have to see if that keeps up or not.
1: I wouldn't bet on it. But no,
0: but I mean... Possible. And again, that third pair shouldn't be playing too much anyways. And then Vasilevsky and net. I think he's overrated, but he's still solid. He's not holding this team back. No, I don't think he's a Vesna. Finalist, like I think he was last year, but I'd still probably put him in the top 10 for goalies. It'd just be probably a little low, like closer yeah. to 10 than one, right? So, I don't know. That's why I just... Like, again, if you told me that the Leafs beat Tampa or Boston beat Tampa or whatever, and then you're like, yeah, like one of these teams had a few more injuries or one of these guys just had a breakout play or something like that, I'd be like, yep, I could see that.
1: One of Vasco- Vasilevsky or Anderson's struggles. So the yeah. Leafs leap the Lightning or the Lightning leap the Leafs. Like, exactly.
0: Like, I think this is going to be so close and I'm actually excited because like, I really hope that these three teams just battle it out all year to make this division a little bit exciting.
1: They're going to feast on the bottom of the division. Yeah,
0: because I really... So last year the problem was Toronto knew they were third the entire time. Boston pretty much knew they were second. They made it close near the end. Tampa knew they were first until the end for almost, like, the whole year. And then everyone else below them pretty much knew they were out by, like, December. Yeah. And then Florida made a push, but, like, it was just for a wild-card spot. Yeah, it wasn't any. I don't want to see that again this year. The division was boring last year.
1: It night. was no fun watching the Leafs season when you knew they were coming third in the Atlantic by, like, my birthday, which is yeah. in like December.
0: Because, like, when Babcock started exploring stuff and people were getting mad. But he's just, like, he knew he could because they just didn't have anything to play for
1: yeah, like people got really frustrated with them last year, but I don't know why you wouldn't try things. Yeah,
0: like it's better to try it now so you know going forward than when you're in a division title race or in the playoffs or something. You can go, wow, I've never tried this. I really, really hope this works. Yeah. Right, like, like it was, it was horrible. There to was watch. still, a st- and there was, there was a reason people were angry. And there but. were still some things I don't think you can defend. Like, playing Leo Komarov 20-something minutes a night or whatever that one game was, 23 or whatever, you can't defend that, no No. matter what.
1: Well, Babcock didn't even, did you see the quote about that? He was like,
0: no, that's too much. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like, he wouldn't even defend, which is something I think, I can totally imagine how coaches would get lost, like, distributing ice time in a game. Like, I don't think they have knobs, like, on NHL. No, Like, oh, this guy plays 20, this guy plays 18. I could
0: definitely see it. But, I mean, yeah, there definitely were some things that, um... You know, weren't really defensible.
1: It looks like they're going to go riley Hainsy again, which is really hard to justify. But. Yeah,
0: you really hope that Hainsy doesn't play on the first pair, I think, all year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So, like, it's I just really hope that this division is a little more competitive than last year because it's super top-heavy. But, like, literally they have three cup contenders. Like, legitimate, in my opinion. I would say... They have two borderline favorites, if you ask me.
1: I would add Pittsburgh to the top four and say the top four cup contenders in the league are the big three in the Atlantic and Pittsburgh.
0: Or in the East, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. i say because Winnipeg's got to be up there as well. Yeah, Winnipeg and Nashville. And Nashville, yeah.
1: This is a weird year where I don't think there's a cup favorite.
0: Not a legit, no. I don't think so either. I think Toronto, Tampa, yeah, Pittsburgh... But like I I don't even know how I ranked them, really.
1: I don't know. I think Toronto, Tampa, Pittsburgh. I think if you're Nashville, Winnipeg, yeah, you throw I, those in any order yeah. you want. Basically,
0: I think if you're trying to rank competition, you probably put Nashville and Winnipeg ahead of the Eastern teams because they don't have to go. There's a legitimate Eastern chance rounds. one of these teams has to play all three of them. Like <laughs> yeah. Toronto could have to play Boston in the first round again, Tampa in the second round, Pittsburgh in the third round, yeah. and then Nashville or P- Winnipeg in the fourth round. Yeah. Like, that could be a thing. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be an interesting year. And there's definitely, the the thing about that is, uh, obviously it's the NHL. Anything can happen. The expansion team made the finals last year. (laughs) After that, you got teams who, like, could still realistically take a shot. San Jose with Carlson now I like at least a little more. I don't know if they're, I, I wouldn't call them favorites, but I mean, if they make the playoffs and they can get hot at the right time, St. Louis is another team like that. Yep. If Florida figures some stuff out and has a deadline a- addition, I could see them if Luongo yeah. got hot at the right to right. Like it's They're on the outside looking in, but if like it's possible is what I'm saying, yeah. right? So yeah, I think it's definitely going to be Anaheim's another one of those teams, I think. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting year. I think it will be.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this year, actually. like Going in the past two years, Pittsburgh has been pretty clear cup favorites, I would argue.
0: Yeah, last year. I think last year, maybe you could add Nashville yeah. as well. I think Dom From the West?
1: I know coming off their first cup, Pittsburgh should have definitely been the favorites by a landslide. Then last year, I know I had them and Dom had them as pretty clear favorites, too. Yeah. Whereas this year, I actually don't know who the consensus top team is. Probably Um, Tampa, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't... But I think it's pretty close all around, just in general. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so... That's all we got, I think, for this week. Uh, we got one more division preview next week, and then... Then the season starts. Pretty much, I think. Because, yeah, I guess it's Monday, so... September's almost over. Which is yeah, weird. so the week after that, the season will be starting... Because it starts on October 3rd, right? That sounds right. It's the 3rd of the 10th. But, anyways, we have the uh, Metro next week, so make sure you tune into that. Um, so, we are officially on iTunes, and probably any iTunes-grabbing podcast network along with google play and anything that comes with google play and again in a couple of weeks we'll be in spotify so you can find us anywhere just search up m M&M hockey podcast and it'll come up um, you can check my stuff out at lastwordonhockey.com you can check chase out at on twitter at cmhockey66 and me at nhl sense and stuff uh, other than that have a good one guys we'll see you next week